Hey y'all, hey y'all, hey y'all. So tonight is Mommy Friday. Yes, my first Friday back, you guys. Okay, so tonight I want to talk about dating with affirmations from God. And I don't have any announcements besides the one you're going to catch at the end. And it's the biggest one of all. So stay tuned. We're going to go ahead and get right into dating with affirmations from God. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. This is episode four of Mommy Friday. And this one tonight, I want to talk about dating with affirmations from God. And there are no announcements tonight, no big announcements on the merch, nothing, the book, nothing. I want you just catch all new announcements on Monday. And that will be the last episode of season one, also Monday, episode 10. So stay tuned for that. And tonight, um, this topic is precious to me and all of my moms that follow me or ladies or single dads or even just single people, period, like for us single people. And tonight is all about how, how do you know when you start back dating that the signs are affirmations from God saying, this is good for you. This is what I have for you. This is what I've always had for you. Even though you took a couple of bad turns left and I wanted you to go right. um, When you finally came back to me, I want to show you that this is what I've had for you all along. And tonight is, you know, it's just about how do you know? And so before I get into the scripture, I want to define the word affirmation first and let you know what it is. So, first of all, it's a noun, and it's the act or an instance of affirming. So, it's the state of being affirmed, the assertion that something exists or is true, or a statement or preposition that is declared to be true. Okay, so if we know that when you affirm something, It has to be true. Okay, so we all know that God's word is true. So his signs of affirmation has to be as well. When he affirms what is good for us, who is good for us has to be also true. So in other words, if that person has been placed in your life, meaning God sent, then God has already affirmed that the connection is already declared to be true and it's from him. And Ephesians 4, 3, 2, we act on it according to his word to grow into what has already been confirmed before us. And Ephesians four thirty two also states, be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven us. So, if he has forgiven us and he's tenderhearted with us, he wants us to be the same way in the relationship. He wants us to be forgiving. He wants us to be kind-hearted, tender-hearted, and he wants us to love. And with that, First Peter 4.8 also states, Most important of all, Continue to show deep love for each other. 
for love covers a multitude of sins. So if love covers so many sins, and if they cover a multitude of sins, just look at how much grace you spare somebody just by loving them unconditionally and covering their sins with just the act of showing them love and giving them love in return. That's, y'all, that's precious. That is precious and absolutely adorable. And it doesn't matter who you are, what you've been through, or what you did. But when you love, you absolutely love. And I'm going to go ahead and give you 10 top tips on how to put God at the center of your relationship. Number one, you have to strengthen your personal relationship with God because you cannot be or be, you know, you can't say the word, know the word and not do it. You have to be a doer of the word. So if that word says love and show deep love for one another, show it regardless. Because guess what? He gives it to us. He graces us with it each and every day. And he wants us to grace it and use it in our relationships with people amongst us every day. And how can we love a man that we have not seen, but we see our brothers and sisters each and every day? So, and that's... You have to strengthen your own personal relationship with God first. And he has to be the center of your life first before you can even love anyone else or even love yourself. And number two, love God first before your partner. Because if you love him first, he's going to show you, he's going to direct you, he's going to guide you on how to love that person just like you love him and just like, just how he much he loves you. He will direct your your wisdom, your love, and he will take you to another level to show your love to someone else. You don't have to solely depend on your own knowledge about love and your past experience and your failed hurt. You don't have to depend on none of that. When you depend on his word and when you depend on him solely to show you what to do and to guide you, then he will show you how to love your partner and how to put them before you but not before him. And number three says, fear God, not man. So we're not going to fear man at all. I don't care what he did. I don't care what they say. I don't care how tough, how big, how billy bad, but they are. We're not going to fear no man. No, 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 no. I don't care what wrong they do to you. We're not going to fear them. We're going to fear God because that's the beginning Of understanding wisdom anyway. And number four. Pray for one another. You have to pray for one another. Don't never, never give up on one another. With prayer. Because once you throw prayer out the box. You're literally throwing God out the box. And when you throw God out the box. That means your personal relationship is gone out the box. And you don't know. You no longer fear him. And the love for your partner. Is now first. When God should be the first love. So when you pray and keep prayer in with you guys, that means you're growing. You're being prospered. You're being elevated. And you have no ways to go up but higher than what you already are. Not down, not back, but forward and higher. Number five, pray together. 
Yes, you have to keep your individual relationship balanced. You have to pray for each other, but also pray together. Do not be ashamed to show each other the word, teach each other the word, speak about the word, discuss the word, uh, you know, study the word together. Don't be ashamed to do none of that because guess what? He may already know, she may already know. But when you come together as one, that means you're being reluctant to your own perspective against the word and you're sharing it. And it's like sharing knowledge amongst each other. And that's what God wants you to do. He don't want you to keep all the knowledge in oneself. He wants you to share it. And if you know the word and you're doing the word, why not share the word with somebody else that you feel that that can be your forever companion. And he wants us to be companions in his eyes. So don't, don't pray together. Please pray together, pray for each other, fear God, love first God, and then your mate. And then you strengthen your relationship with him first and foremost. Number six, church time before a date. Um, That can include going to church. Like on Sundays, say for instance, you have a date Tuesday. Okay, Tuesday night, you have your first date. But that Sunday before then, you can't go to church. I mean, it can be a solely meet up and meet a greet. You can sit on the far side of the bench. He can sit on the other side of the bench. Or if you want to come together and sit next to each other, that will work out too. But you're in the house of God. So it's, you're having church time before the date. Or if you decide to go to lunch after the date, after the church time, that can be an option. Or on your way to the date you can have a praise in the car on the way to the date and i'm just gonna say it's it's great when you know the word and you're doing the word his time come before all and if you can't put his time before your personal time then what time do you really have and number seven study god's words together I just said that. Study his word together. Make sure you share the knowledge with your partner as well as they're sharing the knowledge with you. You cannot hold the knowledge to oneself and not share the word of God, not share a testimony, share anything that keeps you guys spiritually connected. That's how you grow. You don't grow balancing each other mentally. You don't grow balancing each other, oh, physically. Oh, she's always there for me. He's always, okay, we got it. We we got it. You're there. He's there. But what about spiritually? Are you there? Are you doing it? And spirit, when you're spiritually connected, all of those connections actually fall in place around it when you're spiritually connected. All for that one little connection. Because he already said it carries, it covers a multitude of sins. A multitude of sins. Multitude. So if it covers a multitude of sins, Imagine what else around it it covers. Think about it. Number eight, ask God to help change your attitude and perspective. Don't go into a new relationship with with the same attitude you had before and the same perspective you had on men and women before. Go into refreshed, healed, 
knowing your worth, knowing that you are about to be a blessing to somebody else. Don't go in there expecting too much and know that they are a sinner as well. Know that they are they are imperfect as well and they're striving to be the best them they can be as well. Don't go in with high expectations and don't go in with the same attitude or perspective. You should be good. Help one another grow in God. Number nine. Number nine. Help one another. Help, help, help one another grow in God. Not belittle one another in God. Not talk about one another in God. Oh, you don't know this word. Or you don't know. No, no, no. Help. Help. They don't know something. They miss a word. They miss a verse. Help them. Help them to know what you know. Don't belittle your partner. Don't belittle your companion. Be respectful. Be mindful. Open up your mind and your heart to know that they are trying. It's the effort that matters. And number 10, number 10, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, good or bad in your relationship, you will always treat each other with grace, just like how Jesus treats you. You cannot be a follower of his nor a disciple of his, encouraging and inspiring other people's, and you cannot have that same grace for somebody else that God has for you. You can there's no way. No way. You if you're following him, you have to be more like him. And if you don't know how to be more like him, then you need to press forward and a little more harder on his word. And when you grace somebody and you treat them with that same grace that Jesus has for you, you will begin to understand and you will be more grateful. Because you will see that their their imperfections actually makes them that wonderful image of God, of Jesus, who they claim to be, who they are, who we are to be. And you will see a beautiful, wonderfully, marvelously made creature from the outside to the inside. And you will start to see them for them. Not of what other people say they are, not of other perspectives, not who they was before they became this this wonderful creature, not who they was in the past. They, you will see them for absolutely who they are. And if you want to continue to have true love, study First Corinthians, or even if you want to know that your relationship that you have now is this and will be true love. Or if the relationship you have now is actually true love, how do you know? You can study 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8. It explains how we should love, how love should be, how kind it is, and not selfish it is. So I would refer to that verse those verses in first Corinthians thirteen four through eight just to you know just to refresh you and to confirm that you actually have true love now and that whatever you've been searching what love really is it is now it is now now is the time now you have been affirmed this great person now God has declared this confirmation this affirmation of a great person your relationship has been confirmed. It has been affirmed by his grace, his love, and his word. So, and I will be right back.
And when I come back, I'm going to get into five questions. Five questions from different people from emails. Yes. So catch me when I come back. Welcome back. All right. So the top five questions that I have is number one is coming from Mary. She's from, let's see, Atlanta, Georgia. And Mary wants to know, do you take your kids out on the date with you or how do you handle and make arrangements for that? Okay. Um, so, so speaking from experience, um, recently, um, if it depends on how well you have gotten to know each other before the first date or it depends on how well you trust that person how well have you gotten to trust that person and also do you do you think that it's worth bringing the kids along because some dates don't and you and you got to see from his perspective as well or her perspective if you're a single dad or if you're a single mom you got to see it from the other person's perspective as well how will they feel bringing along the kids if you can't find make arrangements at the last minute um or if the arrangements canceled on the last minute make sure you know how they already feel about children if they have children already then that would be a plus because they know how to deal with them but if they don't have children but want children then make sure you make make sure you communicate that with them and let them know that hey I need to cancel this date because I don't have an arrangement made or my arrangement fell through but um if you would like to still go out is it okay if I bring them along to get to know you get to meet you see how you interact with them see how comfortable you may feel around them um, get to know them if this is something long term if it is something long term you hear me long term if you think this is going to be long term then you go into that but if you think it's going to be something temporary you're just going to be hanging out getting to know each other then you know by all means let them know how it is and if they can have a home date if they're okay with having a home date coming to your house or if they that would be fine that would be appropriate uh, once the kids go to bed that would be appropriate to sit up talk have a little late night discussion have a bite to eat but you must see it from the other person's perspective and not everybody is trustworthy around your children so I would say be careful and be cautious but also um, talk to that person communicate with that person as well and next one is from Kim she is from Dallas Texas and she wants to know when is it okay to start back dating and how do you know well that's easy girl let me tell you so it is okay to start back dating once you have healed once you have healed recovered and you're doing better you can choose to reevaluate yourself 
and see how well are you easily triggered first before going out to date. See what, see are you still easily triggered by, you know, certain stuff. If a person picks their nose or if they say it's the wrong thing or, you know, if you have completely changed your circle of dating, meaning, i.e., I just posted this this morning on Facebook. I didn't even understand why, but um, me posting that um, words of affirmations of dating with God actually led me to this um, this podcast and discussion tonight for my mommy. So um, I had no idea it would turn into a full open discussion, but it has. Um, so. I would say once you're healed and you're no longer easily triggered by certain things and you are strong enough to uphold your beliefs and your hold your standards and whatever you have, um, that your perspectives on dating, once you're able to be strong-willed about what you believe in, then it's okay to start back dating because now you know your worth, you know what you're looking for, you know what you have, you know what you already had. And you know what you're, and you know what you're, you know, you know what you're capable of accepting now. So I would say, um, once you compiled all that together and you've gotten yourself together, then it's okay. Now you're good. You're good to go back out there and, you know, you're standing firmer now. You know that you're standing firmer. You know that you're not going to be changed. You know that whatever they do, they have to accept accountability for them now. You're only accountable for yourself. So even if you are dating somebody else, you you still have to individually think. And that what's, that's going to separate you from the new generation of dating because now they have no standards they have they have all these social media love goals they have these dating goals or relationship goals and friend goals but what about your own goals um nobody wants to take time and develop their own goals and seek their own goals they want to be influenced by social media or influenced by otherworldly things or influenced by other people relationships but not knowing what they actually had to go through to get to that level of their relationship where they at now so and that's the unseen part so okay being in in jay-z got 20 years of marriage they look happy they're flourishing but at the same time you don't know in them 20 years what they actually had to go through they they could have been homeless for two years they could have went through you know depression individually and came back together to you know and helped each other you you know they could have stopped praying for each other within them 20 years and came back to start praying with each other you know it's just so many options that people have to look at before you just assume hey they got relationship goals Yes, their unity is great for not giving up on each other. Yes, that's awesome. But at the same time, those are not goals. Those are not your goals. God got other Matter of fact, you need to sit down and think about your own goals. What are your goals? What do you believe in? What do you like to do? What do you want to see in your next person? What do you want to see in your next relationship that flourishes? You can't, you know, it's all about perspective. So, and that's why in tip number eight on how to put God at the center of your relationship, ask God to help change your attitude and your perspective. So, um, that's how you know you, you're back to dating, girl. When you're healed, 
you can go through it. You're standing firmer. You're stronger. And you know better now. You want to do better. And you got standards now. And it's not about having standards that you owe. Like, he got a big old head. Uh, I can't stop. His head must be a little bit smaller. No, those are not the kind of standards I'm talking about. I'm talking about the standards like, if you don't smoke, if you don't drink, don't settle for somebody else that do the same thing. Unless, unless you absolutely ask them, do they want to quit in the beginning stages? And if there's something they want to quit doing, ask them, do you think I would be a good influence for you to quit? If they can see you influencing them on being greater in their life ahead of time, then that's something you can go ahead and pursue. But if they be like, nah, ain't nothing going to make me quit. Ain't nothing, I'm going to smoke to the day I die. Or, or, nah, nah, I'm good on that. I'm good. No. Don't sell, I don't care how good he is. I don't care. I don't care how sweet he is to the kids, what he do, what he buy. Don't lower your standards and what you believe in because now, guess what? You're forgetting you. You are forgetting you. And when you forget you in a relationship, then you have no relationship because now you're moving on the other person. You're moving on their likes, their their wants, and their needs. You're not even thinking about you no more. And you just took the time to heal and get through and look at you. How dare you forget you? Don't do that. All right. So, Miss Sharon, moving on. Miss Sharon, Macon, Georgia. Do you keep standards from past or do you realign yourself again? It depends. Um, If those standards you had in the past were ignored in the relationship and um, I would say if they were ignored in the relationship and now you want to grasp those same standards and you want to stand firm on them and reuse them then that's okay because now you you have gained control and now you know better so now you want to do better and you know that nothing and no one can deter you from standing on these standards again okay got it but also you can realign yourself again and that's the part of realigning yourself when you can use those same standards from the past realign them to help realign you so excuse me but yes that's yes you can that's completely yes you can't do that yes I agree I definitely agree trust me I'm, I'm doing it now I'm doing it now because um I realized I forgot me and that's how I'm able to talk to people now uh, and I'm, I'm not just speaking on the word of God all the time I'm not just speaking on you know on what people have told me I'm speaking on my own experience and what I failed at you get what I'm saying I have to acknowledge my own you know I have to confess my own wrong sometimes and I have to acknowledge that I did do wrong I did myself wrong too and I take accountability and responsibility for myself now so I can't expect a man to hold me Uh, accountable for something that's not of me when I haven't even did it and that's what I'm working on now so and I'm realigning myself and I'm keeping my same standards that I had before my marriage that failed to use them in this search now for my man because I don't smoke anymore 
I don't drink anymore. Praise God. And it feels so wonderful. And now that God has brought me closer to him and I'm saved and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a completely different creature now. And I'm all about goodness of his word. I'm all about the grace that he has given me to be the way I am today and to be this woman. And I, would, I wouldn't dare, I would not dare go back to someone that smokes and drinks. I don't care how good that man is. I don't care how well my children love that man. I will not, not, because then I'm forgetting me all over again. Something that he has healed me from, I'm going back. No, I will not forget me this time in any relationship. So I'm going to date whomever I want and till I, till I know and confirm and I've been affirmed that it's real. So it's okay to get to know people. Just don't give yourself out to everyone. And every and you know, you don't have to jump to that level in the beginning. If that person don't have patience for you, then they're not for you. Because Travis Green said it clearly in his song, You Waited. When he's when he told when he was talking to Jesus and God about you waited in that song, you waited for me. Y'all know what? I, I think about that all the time with a man. Because if they can wait for me, you know, whoo, Lord, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. The patience. Patience. What? Just the little things. Whoo, y'all don't hear me. But I'll get into that topic a little later. So moving on, Miss Tatted VC from Orlando, Florida. What if the vibe is off and the person is sweet? If the vibe is off and the person is sweet, they're not for you. Um, try, I would say if you feel like asking them any questions about their past or anything, if you feel like you need to know something, I would say ask. Be very open to communicate so you can get an understanding of why the vibe is off. They may be in disbelief that you're a good person. They may be in disbelief that they actually have somebody they connect with. And when people are in disbelief about something good, they can be a little off. And it's scary. Um, change is scary. Change. You fear change. People fear change every day because they think, oh, that's changing. I'm used to this. Oh, man. How, what am I going to do now? Nothing. You're not going to do nothing. You're going to remain the same. It's just change. So, um... Get to know them a little better, I would say. But if you don't want to stick around, hey, and the vibe is off, hey, and it's a trickle to you, hey, by all means, next. It, I mean, the person can be sweet all day, but you just never know. Don't ignore your red flags no more. I'm not. Don't you do it either. And um, moving on to Joshua, Greenville, Mississippi. You're the first dude question. Yay! Uh, <laughs> He said, what's with you? What do you have going on? Wow. Okay. He is blunt. Okay. What's going on with me? Oh, I am dating, y'all. I am happily dating. Because what God has for me, it is for me. Yes, I do know that. 
So yes, I am back on the dating scene. Praise God. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Um, I'm taking my time, and um, I'm not gonna, like I said, I'm not gonna rush anything with anyone. Um, it feels good to be dating again, and this time with absolutely standards. You know what I'm saying? Not every person des- deserves your time. They deserve your effort, and I'm not looking for anybody that smokes or drink. And you know, I'm just staying clear and being firm on what I believe this time and and I'm not going to forget me I'm not going to forget my needs and my wants and you know what I believe in I'm not going to deter me away from a relationship anymore I'm going to I'm dating with purpose actually Um, I want to say it like that I'm dating with purpose so I'm dating for longevity and I'm dating for elevation I'm dating for generational goals not just um you know, not just for anything temporary. I, I date for long term. And I know, yes, oh, she been married two times. Oh, they both fell. Oh, okay. Well, the first one was two years of domestic abuse. I survived and wrote my story. Yes, my book is out. Shifted from a pain to prayers. It's on Amazon. Go ahead and get your copy now. All you got to do is type in Christy Anderson at the search bar and it pulls up in the Kindle edition and in the paperback. And my other one is on pre-order right now. But anywho, back to the topic, y'all. <laughs> um, um, and then my recent one lasted five years of turmoil. Um, yeah, so with that being said, no man has changed me and deterred me from believing in love because love did not hurt me. Man did. And um, that was a part of my post this morning. Had I not even known that about this um, recording, I probably would have known why I was saying that. And I woke up with that on my chest and my spirit this morning. But, hey, he lead the way and I follow. So, um, But moving on. Um, never be solely dependent on your mates. And I want to say this because a lot of y'all get, a lot of y'all get involved with people and you solely depend on them for everything. I can relate because I did it. And when you solely depend on a person, they are in control of your happiness. Yes. They become control over your happiness, but only because of your your lack of responsibility with being solely dependent on them to be on yourself and hold yourself accountable. So, mentally, have self-control and have control over everything that triggers you. That means if you can certify that that's a trigger, balance it. Do something about it. Stay aware from it. Make a plan about it. Change how you move around it. Um, have self-control over you. Physically, know that God calls everyone. Know that he calls everyone home. Don't depend on people physically. We're not all obligated to be on earth as long as we think we are. Um, don't. That's why when people go on they pass on we have a breakdown we mentally shut down we mentally you know we we can't heal from it because we done depending on that person physically for a long time god is a jealous god and if you're not dependent on him solely he will literally take that person and because he's jealous and i i completely understand now i completely understand why because he has everything we need and I 
I used to be like that. I depended on everybody. I depended on my mates for everything. Trust me, everything. Mentally, emotionally, financially, and spiritually. Now, financially, I did not. Um, spiritually, I lost myself spiritually. Um, emotionally, I did because I wasn't self-aware of my own emotions and I wore my emotions on my sleeve. So I would emotionally be self-aware of you and try not to wear your emotions on your sleeve and know that everyone is imperfect. Know that we're not going to be right all the time and know that we are going to disappoint one another and know that God will never disappoint you. When you surface those two and distinguish those two differences, you'll be emotionally prepared to go out there in the world and start dating again. Trust me. You don't depend on nobody emotionally. I'm telling y'all. All right. Financially, always have plan B, C, and D. Don't have all your money in one pocket. Don't have all your assets in one agenda. Don't have no plans to where you know you're going to get set back. You have to think like something's going to happen. You have to always have a mindset that no matter how good something is going, no matter how good something is growing, you have to know that something at some time is going to happen. Plan B, C, D, and E. Um, Spiritually, your individual relationship matters. That's all I'm going to say. Spiritually, do not deter away because when you deter away spiritually, that means you have left his sight. You are still at his feet, but you're just not in his sight anymore. And if your faith is unseen, but you are unseen as well, then what does that say about your connection with him? Just something to think about. I did. Just speaking from experience. All right. And moving on to words of encouragement today. Um, I actually posted this on my Facebook. Um, You can find me on Facebook, Arthur Chrissy Christ with an S. Or you can find my page, A Fistful of Prayers, LLC, on Instagram, A Fistful of Prayers, or on Twitter, A underscore Fistful 18. Um, Either way, I posted this on my these words of encouragement this morning on my page and did not know it will lead me to this podcast tonight and I just want to let you guys know that this is these are words of encouragement and while you're dating take these words along with you and keep them you know keep them near keep keep just think about them meditate on it just just something to think about and it, it goes like this take your time Take time to heal, recover, and do better. Accept change. Appreciate the change in you and not let it defeat you. Know your worth. Learn you. Recognize your purpose. Get to know the inner you and watch how he pursue you. Not just God on that pursue you part. Watch how that man pursue you as well. Stay focused on your goals. Teach your children. Hold your head up, but all while remaining true. He is patient. He is kind. 
So know that whatever he has for you will be good to you. Stand firm. Trust him. Know that he is God. He just needs you to have the strength to endure whatever you go through to get to what he has for you. Black love do exist. He heard you. He saw what you went through. And that's those are the words of encouragement I would like you to just think about when you go start back dating and go out there in the world of dating. Um, like I said, I am dating now. I'm on my Mr. Right path. And I'm going to keep it on my path. And guess what? I'm going to do better this time. You know what I'm saying? Because I know better now. And I will not. I will not forget me this time. So, um, I just wanted to leave you guys with those words of encouragement instead of a prayer tonight. But I will go ahead and place you guys on my heart and say a prayer for you guys anyway. And I just want to say, dear Lord, I thank you for tonight. I had no idea that the words you placed on me this morning would come open to a full flesh um, conversation to my podcast as a new topic for tonight. And I just want to say thank you for your guidance and your tribute tribulations and the pain that I have endured. Thank you for making me endurable to the things that come in my life around me and for me I am not perfect and I do not strive to be but what I do strive to be is a better me through you and I know that that's all I really truly need to be and I thank you for your grace your mercy and your love and your tenderheartedness when it comes to me because I am a handful when it comes with you and as a child of yours I know I can be a handful And with your strength, your grace, and your mercy, I am saved and filled with your word. I shall not deter from you in any way, shape, or form anymore. I am here to stay, love, grace, and be blessed and be a blessing to someone else in this life and generation. In Jesus' name, I look to you, for you, and I look to learn more about you and stay close to you. Amen. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and close for tonight, but um, this is probably the longest episode I have done, and um, I, I, like I said, this, this really touched me because um, now that I'm back on the scene dating, yes, I am dating, yes, it feels good, y'all, to do right this time and do better. Um, I just want to say, be careful, be cautious. Don't forget you and thank him and be grateful for all that he's about to do for you. In Jesus' name, stay blessed, stay encouraged, spread love, not the hate. Good night, y'all.